The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi and he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said, In reply, You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. So I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he swiftly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. The Gospel of the Lord. When I was a teenager, 50 years ago, different than all of you, I really did not like to go to school. I saw it as a real penance, but I had to go anyway. But my real passion was I, basically, I'm a born athlete. I've always been really, really good at sports. And given that I'm from the East Coast, I probably shouldn't say this because you'll probably get angry at me. I wanted to become a professional New York Yankee. By the way, the Dodgers are having the best year. This is the worst year of the Yankees in 25 years, no? But I'll tell you an experience I had. Uh, my best sport was baseball. I ran cross country. In, in California, you have lacrosse. I played lacrosse. And also, when I was your age, uh, I was also a wrestler. And I did something to prepare for the wrestling match that didn't happen 50 years ago. 50 years ago, people did not do public running. But I would run and I'd do push-ups and pull-ups so that I would be strong. So I arrived at the day of the um, wrestling match and I was also lifting weights back then. So the first contest I had, I pinned, I pinned the guy in five seconds. I just headlocked, threw him down, pinned him. The second one, I, I pinned in about 45 seconds because I was lifting weights, I was about 105 pounds. Even though I was somewhat slender, I was much stronger than the others. Then I won the third, then I won the fourth, then I ended up in the finals. 
And I was had to wrestle against my best friend, <laughs> Jim Nolan. Jim Nolan was his name. We were good friends and we wrestled together. His older brother was one of the best wrestlers in high school. So now he became my worst enemy. And there was no longer any love or compassion. There was just going for the juggler's vein. So we went out on the mat and we wrestled and I threw him into the mat and I knocked out one of his teeth. Then he went after me and he launched me into the mat and I got a nosebleed and I lost about a pint of blood. And the mat went on. It was enemy against enemy. And I finally won. And it, six to four. It was not a pin. So I won that wrestling match. Now I thought I'd tell you that because you're confirmation students. Now we have to wrestle for God. We have to wrestle for God. And all the time, the energy that he put into winning that wrestling match was a lot. As confirmation students, you made a really good retreat. Now it's time to do all you possibly can to win what's most important, the salvation of your souls. That's the most important thing, is that you win the gold crown of eternal salvation. Amen? Really. So I'm going to try to give you, I've taught confirmation for about 40 years, so I have a little bit of experience, no? I'd like to give you an easy way to understand how we can win the golden crown. And it's by means of what is called, if you know literature, it's called an acronym. An acronym. It's a word, and each letter has a different concept. And it's the word pearl. P-E-A-R-L. That pearl is the gospel. And the pearl of infinite price is Jesus Christ. That's the pearl of infinite value is Jesus Christ, who we heard in the gospel. So, let's go through it and then... Perhaps afterward, if, if I'm greeting you at the door, I'll ask you if you can maybe repeat to me what I said. Some of you probably have a photographic memory, but it hasn't been developed yet, right? Okay, let's go for it. P stands for prayer. If you want to get to heaven, you got to pray. Okay, listen to a one-liner that I've created. What oxygen is to the soul, prayer is to the... What, I'm sorry. What oxygen is to the lungs, prayer is to the soul. You hear me? What oxygen is to the lungs, prayer is to the soul. I used to also be a really good swimmer. I swam my first mile when I was 12. I could swim underwater for about a minute. 
If you're swimming underwater for a minute, when your head comes out of the water, <gasps> man, does that air sweet. No? So as air is to the lungs, prayer is to the soul. So try to learn how to pray. Prayer is the easiest thing, but it's the most difficult thing. It's the easiest because you can pray whenever you want, whatever words you want to use, and any time, any place, you can pray. Problem is, what do we say? This cliche, I don't have time. That's a misnomer because we all have 24 hours. It's a question of priorities, what's most important. So, in this catechetical program, spend time in prayer. Pray when you want, where you want, speak in Spanish, English, or Swahili. You know, God understands all languages. But you have to pray. You have to pray. Today we celebrate St. Monica. Tomorrow we celebrate the great St. Augustine. Tomorrow. St. Augustine says, He who prays well, lives well. He who lives well, dies well. He who dies well, all is well. Amen? <laughs> it's a good one, huh? Imagine that in Latin. Wow. He who prays well, lives well. He who lives well, dies well. He who dies well, all is well. Amen? I wonder if you could say that. He who prays well, lives well. He who lives well, dies well. He who dies well, all is well. Amen. Huh? Letter E. Look at this. No, I did that is because there is the house of God. That's called the tabernacle. In a very short time, you're going to witness a miracle. I'm going to say the same words that Jesus said 2,000 years ago. Take and eat, this is my body. Take and drink, this is my blood. I'm going to be lifting up the host. You're going to see a miracle. You're going to be seeing Jesus Christ in my hands. That's, they say in Spanish, el gran milagro, the great miracle. It really is. It's a great miracle. So love the Mass. Make the decision right now in confirmation. I'm going to go to Mass every Sunday until I die. Amen? Every, th every Sunday until you die, come to Mass unless you're sick. Love the Mass. Love the Eucharist. Maybe a couple of the boys there, maybe you'll be up here one day as a priest because the harvest is rich and the laborers are few. You have to have more priests. They're going to be a, a rare commodity. They're less and less. Okay, P-E-A stands for adoration. Okay, look what I'm doing now. That's not simply calisthenics. That's not simply an exercise. You know why I did that? Because that's Jesus there. 
He's God. And every time we walk in front of Jesus Christ, we make, you know what that's called? It's called a genuflection. So whenever you come into church, whenever you come into church, visit Our Lady Guadalupe. Visit Our Lady Help of Christians. Visit uh, St. Jude. But visit Jesus too. He's in this little house. Tell you the first poem that my mother taught me when I was about five. This is the poem. You can learn it. It's fine. It's easy. Whenever I see a church, I stop to make a visit so that when I die, the Lord will not say, Who is it? Amen? <laughs> like that? Whenever I see a church, I stop to make a visit so that when I die, the Lord will not say, Who is it? So get in the habit of visiting Him. All of you have friends. Some of you know a little bit of Spanish. You ever hear a little bit of Spanish? El amigo que nunca falla. Know a little bit of Spanish? Your parents speak Spanish, right? What is el amigo que nunca falla? How would you translate that in English? El amigo que nunca falla. You're losing your Spanish? I'm a gabacho. I speak better than you probably in Spanish, huh? El amigo que nunca falla means he's the friend that's never going to fail us. And listen, maybe this sounds sentimental, Romeo and Juliet stuff, but really, Jesus loves you. He does. There's anything that you want to learn in confirmation is that Jesus loves you. Even though we make mistakes, he loves you. Do you believe that? Hello? Let me tell you one of the best prayers you can say. Are you listening? One of the best prayers you can say is, Jesus, I love you. Can you say that? I can't hear that well. Say it again. That's great. You want to make your mom happy? Say, Mom, it was a great retreat. I love your mom's going to be happy a whole week. Really? You might say, well, my mom knows it, but she wants to hear it again. Jesus wants to hear the fact that you love him. Tell him every day. Well, I'm a teenager, a little bit bashful. Tell him anyway. And tell your mom, Mom, I love you. I'm sorry that sometimes I'm not always the best son or daughter, but I love you. But I love someone more than you, Jesus Christ. Amen? <laughs> she won't get angry. No. She won't get angry. She's not jealous of Jesus. No? P-E-A-R. Okay, now this is a little bit more complicated word, but I'll explain it in clear English. Reparation. Reparation means this. When we make a mistake, we have to say these two words. Sometimes we don't say these words because we're a little bit, we're macho. Okay, I didn't say nacho, but we're macho, okay? We're machos. When we make a mistake, we have to learn how to say these two hard words. I'm sorry. Can you say that? 
Boy, with great reluctance you said that, baby. Huh? Huh? <laughs> I'm sorry. If I hurt you, I have to say, I'm sorry, I had a bad day. We hurt Jesus. I have to say, I'm sorry, and we do that by going to confession. I spend a lot of time in the confessional. I spend about five hours every day. Long time, huh? So you go to confession. Have you ever gone to confession? Don't you feel great afterward? You feel, ah, man, you feel at peace, right? That's really what R means. Reparation, we tell Jesus we're sorry. And last but not least, the letter L is love. You really want to love Jesus Christ. And you want to tell him you love him. And you want to love others. If I were to ask all of you, being a teacher, to write a composition on love, we would probably have 60 different compositions. When I was your age, I guess I'm betraying my age, I used to hear, she loves you, yeah, 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 she loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever hear the Beatles, any of you? Never heard of the Beatles? <laughs> that would probably be your composition, writing the way that the Beatles interpret the word love. But there's a great saint, his name is Thomas Aquinas. St. Thomas Aquinas describes, defines love as this, willing the good of the other. Amen? Willing the good of the other. What is the greatest good you can experience? I'll tell you. For all of you, and for me, and your parents, to get to heaven. That's why we're here. That's why you go to confirmation. That's the purpose of our life, is to get to heaven. And I believe if you can be a wrestler, win the wrestling match, maybe not knock out not the teeth, out of your best friend, okay? But if you can run the good race and then you can be a wrestler for Christ, you're going to win if you can live out pearl, which is prayer, Eucharist, adoration, reparation, and love. So in the Mass, I'm going to be praying for you, praying for your parents, that one day all of you will be a beautiful pearl in the crown of the Blessed Virgin Mary, contemplating the face of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit for all eternity. Amen.